Hey, what's up, everybody? You're listening to the Enterprise Architecture Radio. If you're thinking about organizational complexity and agility, if you're concerned about operational efficiencies and thinking of taking it to the next level, if managing innovation is one of your priorities, you've come to the right place. On this podcast, we talk about all of that and more. It's a jungle out there, and we'll attempt to navigate this jungle of frameworks, methods, and most importantly, enterprise architecture in practice. Once upon a time, in a village far, far away, there was a man. The man was wealthy, and he had farms and everything, but his son was very lazy, and the farmer wanted the son to understand the value of money and the value of labor. So one day, he told his son that he's going to get his evening meal only if he earned some money that day. The son was very lazy, so he spent the entire day lazing around. And then when it was evening and he was hungry, he knew that he had to give some money to his father. So he went to his mother and he asked for some money. The mother gave him some money out of love and he went and gave that money to his father. And the father was sitting around near a fireplace. So he took the money and he threw away the money in the fire. And he got his meal. The next day, the father said the same thing. No meals unless he earns some money. So the next day, again, did not do anything, lazed around all day. And when he was hungry in the evening, he went to his elder sister and asked for some money. The elder sister, out of love, gave him some money. He took the money, gave it to his father. The father once again threw the money into the fire. The son got his meal. No problem there. The third day, same thing. All day he laces around. Towards the evening he feels hungry. Now he's gone to his mother, he's gone to his elder sister. He also had a younger sister who had some money. So he went to his younger sister and asked for some money. And she gave him some money out of love again. He took the money and gave it to his father. And as expected, the father threw the money into the fire. The son did not react. Um, he got his meal and the day came to an end. Now the next day, same thing, did nothing all day long. Towards the evening when he started getting hungry, he did not have anybody left to ask money from. He's already asked money from his mother, elder sister and younger sister. So now to get a meal, he had to do some work. So he went to the nearest railway station and he looked for something to do so that he could earn some money. So a man got off from the train and he had a lot of luggage. So he volunteered. He said, I will carry your luggage to your house and, you know, in return, I'll take some money. So the man agreed and he worked really hard. The luggage was very heavy. He picked it up. He took it to the man's home and he earned some money that day for real. He brought that money and gave it to his father. And as expected, the father took the money and threw it into the fire. The moment the money fell into the fire, the son was absolutely aggravated. He said, what the hell did you do? Why did you throw away the money? That's when the father said, now you know what the value for money is. Now you know what it means to work for a living. Today we are going to talk about skin in the game. 
until you have some skin in the game, you don't realize the value that you are driving. The word skin in the game or the term skin in the game, I heard for the first time when a very good friend of mine named Darshan Thakkar told me. So what I do is I invest money in the stock market. When I was learning this, when I was learning how to invest, how to study a stock, how to how to identify a stock that is going to give me returns, I was a little scared because I didn't want to invest money in the stock market, but I still wanted to learn. I wanted to make a profit. And what I was doing is there are all these tools available out there that basically allow you to do paper trading where you don't have to invest any of your money, but you can sort of play it like a game. You virtually buy a stock and then watch the price go up and down. And then you virtually sell a stock and make a profit or loss. But I wasn't really learning anything. So Darshan, I was talking to him and I was saying that I'm interested in, you know, investing money into the stock market. And he happens to be a banker. So the advice that he gave me is, unless you get skin in the game, you will never be able to learn anything. You're not really concerned. You're doing virtual trades and and whether you make a profit or loss, you're not really affected. I was determined to prove him wrong. So I looked up a stock market training institute and I paid some money to the training institute, which technically was getting my skin into the game. And it was a good amount. It was a four lakh rupees training. And it was a very good training, very interesting training. And I learned how to invest in the stock market, not just invest in the stock market, also swing trading and daily trading and options trading and all of that. Now, it was very interesting, but I did not still start investing. I continued to avoid the skin in the game. And I still, even though I had the technical knowledge of how to study a stock and how to study trends and so on and so forth, I was still not investing. There came a time when there's so much time went by that I started thinking that the investment that I've made in the training is going a waste. So I started investing. And it is only after I started putting skin in the game that I started understanding what stock markets are, what investments are, and so on and so forth. Now, let's associate this with enterprise architecture. I see many enterprise architecture initiatives fail. I have seen it in many organizations. I've talked to many people, my friends who are working in various organizations. I've talked to business contacts. I've tried to understand what they do when they do enterprise architecture, whether they have an enterprise architecture in their organization or not. And if they do, then do they see value in it? And how are they driving value and so on and so forth? And what I've come to realize is that organizations uh, have enterprise architecture for periods of time. So a CIO would come in who believes in enterprise architecture. He would give it a try. They would do enterprise architecture for a bit, you know, a couple of months or so. And they see that there's no value in it. And then initiatives fail, you know, and then enterprise architecture teams get dismantled and so on. This happens because usually what I see is enterprise architecture teams do not have a skin in the game. They don't, they're not really affected by the decisions that are taken by them, right? Let's assume that your organization wants to do enterprise architecture and, you know, you have two options. One is you can go to an enterprise architecture consultancy organization and ask them to do enterprise architecture for you. Now, let's say that you hire a consultant. If the enterprise architecture initiative succeeds, they get paid. Let's say that the enterprise architecture initiative does not succeed and after six or eight months, the team gets dismantled. What happens? Well, they get paid. Let's assume the other alternative. Let's say that 
you start your own enterprise architecture organization what usually ends up happening is that the enterprise architecture organization does consulting they collect information about the organization they give advice based on that information if the project succeeds they are not affected if the project does not succeed they are not affected directly of course the organization will be impacted but there isn't really any skin in the game so and that's why i have postulated the idea of modern enterprise architecture so i've come up with these terms called classical enterprise architecture and modern enterprise architecture what classical and let's look at some of the differences classical enterprise architecture used to have a dedicated team right there would be an enterprise architecture team there would be a head of enterprise architecture and then there would be domain architects and what have you and and the primary job that this team would do is approve various projects they would basically add bureaucracy to the organization they would look at every project that goes into implementation they would approve or disapprove the projects they would they would set up standards and they would make sure that the implementation uh, follows the standards that have been set by the enterprise architecture team and and of course they gather information about the enterprise they try to create a baseline architecture a target architecture like togaf defines it or like zacpan defines it they would have these layers and there's uh, different perspectives and they would collect information about the enterprise and and all of this is really good don't don't get me wrong i mean there was a time when this was really this worked for a bit you know and and it works for a bit in almost all organizations but i still don't see skin in the game i still don't see the enterprise architecture organizations uh, being affected by project failures and 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 the concept of skin in the game was by the way introduced by nasim taleb in a book called skin in the game and what he says is that um the motivation for people to do something creative is less affected by the bonus or the benefits that they are going to get out of the activity that they are performing and is more motivated by the by the disincentives that they are going to get if they fail so if you are directly penalized because of a failure in an activity that you are responsible for you will be more motivated to to make the project a success there's another book thinking fast and slow and this is by the way written by trevsky and kahneman daniel kahneman and they said that again the motivation derived by the incentive of the initiative is less than the motivation derived by the losses that you are going to face if you fail and majority of the times i see that enterprise architecture teams are not really affected by project failures they're not really they don't have any disincentives of failure right so so classical enterprise architecture does not have that classical enterprise architecture does not have skin in the game so i've postulated an idea of modern enterprise architecture and this is a concept that i'm still developing i'm still thinking about all of this and i would really look for um uh, uh, your perspective about what what i think so modern enterprise architecture should have no dedicated enterprise architecture team what that means is every it team every team within it is a team with enterprise architects you may not have the title enterprise architecture you may not have people who are qualified enterprise architecture but everybody needs to understand the concepts of enterprise architecture and it would be a good idea to have them certified so all the work that you're doing really is work for the enterprise you know all the work that you're doing needs to be designed so that it affects the enterprise in a positive way so everyone in it is an enterprise architect everyone understands and follows the standards they understand the value of standards 
standards are, by the way, documented and published in a uh, repository that is accessible to everyone, and they need to follow these standards. Now, is there going to be a dedicated governance team? You could have a dedicated governance team that uh, essentially ensures that the standards are being complied to, but it's not a very authoritative structure. You know, the governance team, what it does is it, it looks at the reports of how various projects are either following or not following the standards and produces those, those reports to the various teams that are really working on various projects. Every team collects information about the enterprise, by the way, right? So when you when you run a project, let's say you're doing application modernization. So you collect information about your applications, which are either legacy or outdated or what have you. And as you modernize them, you create your baseline architectures and your target architectures. You look at the gaps between the baseline and the target. You uh, look at all the building blocks that are going to change to go from baseline to target. And you document all of that in an enterprise architecture repository. So it becomes your own responsibility to document the projects that you're running, the transformations that you're bringing in. Now, there is a risk that uh, you might document it in an incorrect manner. Another risk is that you might lose the big picture perspective. And that essentially becomes a uh, an important part of everybody's uh, job you know you take a look at the bigger picture view you try to understand the organizational structure and your 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 technology landscape and your uh, applications landscape um, and so on and so forth and you try to understand where your project fits in so it becomes the job of every single it organization to make sure that they are aligned with the larger big picture perspective and then you and and of course there is the risk of documenting it in an incorrect manner where the governance uh, plays an important role. The governance team would uh, not enforce people to document it in the right way. There won't be a dedicated team that would do the documentation in the right way. Everybody is responsible for doing it the right way. And a report is presented by the governance team to show the amount of compliance uh, that various teams have had. And if there is a lack of compliance, if people have not followed the standards, then that needs to be showcased. And you could gamify it, right? You could say, okay, X number of standards have not been followed by ABC team and, you know, they need to go and fix it. So that is primarily the difference between classical enterprise architecture and modern enterprise architecture. And one of the key components of modern enterprise architecture is everybody has a skin in the game. If their project fails, if their project fails to meet the standards, if their project fails to uh, deliver the transformation that they are delivering, uh, they are directly impacted by that. Every single person is impacted in their performance reviews. Every team is impacted by not being able to meet the KPIs. And of course, if they succeed, then they reap the benefits. So what I'm trying to say is, if you are going to get the benefits of a successful project, it also is important that you share the risks of project failure. And that is the only way that enterprise architecture can deliver value, not as a team, a dedicated team of enterprise architects, but more as a culture. Enterprise architecture becomes a culture within the organization. Everybody looks at the bigger picture view. Everybody understands what their role is in the larger perspective. But this is a concept, like I said, that I'm still developing. And, um, and I would really like to hear your thoughts about it, what you think about it. That's all I have for you today, folks. I hope you enjoy the show. More about organizational agility, innovation, and enterprise architecture in the practical world, in the business, right here on the show. But before I end the show, I want you to help me out with this one little thing. Pause the show and share this podcast via WhatsApp 
or text message with at least one person who might be interested in the show. It could be anyone, your colleague, your boss, someone in your team. That's all I ask. Just one share with one message via text or WhatsApp or any social media of your choice. And it would go a long way in supporting this podcast and growing this listener base. Also, please don't forget to follow the podcast. That way, you'll get notified when we publish a new episode. If you want to find out more about us, you can find us at enterprisearchitectureradio.com. If you have ideas, thoughts, disagreements, please feel free to write to me directly. Uh, we also have a Telegram group if you would like to contribute to the EA discussions or what have you. Just search for Enterprise Architecture Radio on Telegram. Or the URL to join the group is https colon slash t.me slash enterprise architecture radio. While our contact details are there in the show notes, we are very easy to find. Just search for Enterprise Architecture Radio anywhere. Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, even Discord. Once again, I hope you had fun and I'll see you in the next one.